A lot of the LBGTQ community doesn't know the baby's history. He's a wild guy. He once shot a <laughs> and him in Walmart. Oh, this is true. Google it. The baby shot and a in Walmart in North Carolina. Nothing bad happened to his career. <laughs> Do you see where I'm going with this? <laughs> in our country, you can shoot and but you better not hurt a gay person's feelings. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to No Boundaries Podcast, where facts are facts and opinions hurt people's feelings. As always, we would like to remind you to subscribe, rate, and review us on the Apple Podcast app, on SoundCloud, on Amazon Music, on YouTube Music. Um, still don't know what it is that you do on Spotify. Whatever it is you do on Spotify, please go and do that. It's your boy, Interstate Javito, with the host, not the co-host, but the host. Well, the F. F stands for front man, front runner, front of the line. I don't want to be on the front of the line. <laughs> Them niggas be getting killed. <laughs> they get killed first. <laughs> That's what they was doing to the niggas during the Civil War. Put them boys on the front line quick. Go look and find out what they're doing over there. Yeah, I'm I'm a pass, boss. I'm a pass. I, I'm gonna go to the back. Matter of fact, catch catch me in the middle. Catch me in the middle. Just Once in case again. they hit you with that ambush. Hey, that's that, that's that squid game strategy. <laughs> be in the middle, bro. You, you might not want to be in. You might not want to be in the front because you don't know what they expect when you're in the front. You don't want to be way in the back because in the back they, they might they might be launching shit. They go back there. In the middle, <laughs> you kind of you kind of got some buffer. Give you some fighting chance. <sighs> exactly, man. Exactly. Hey, man. Say, man, it feels like we haven't recorded in a long ass time. It's, it's, it I, feels like it's been a long week. Yeah, it's just so much shit happening, bro. Motherfuckers trying to cancel people. Motherfuckers shooting they call shooting they uh shooting their coworkers. Uh, is, I, is this it, the time of the year America loses its mind? Because I feel like it's typically in the spring when everybody just start going buck wild. I mean, Mercury finished drinking Gatorade, so I I really think it's about this time. Because I I personally think people people start tripping once the holiday season nears, and that you know we talked about this a couple of years ago on the podcast how people tend to you know have those mental breakdowns because they get lonely and they start thinking about the holiday time, Thanksgiving, Christmas, and things like that, and they're like, damn, I ain't got nobody, and you know, like I said, you know. That's probably a little bit a part of it, but if you say spring, that's interesting. I mean, I just feel like the weather is so beautiful; it's really hard to be sad when the weather's nice. That's why everybody. That's why. That's why people start putting on their hoe shorts and and start it's the, the the thottery increases, the thotting and bopping. It it, it it reaches exponential levels when the when the weather good. I mean, but the, the cuffing season is officially over when the we- weather starts getting good. So you know, the people that was enjoying that cuffing start wilding out. I, I realize, not because everybody returns to their natural habitat of the streets. I realized the cuffing season terminology died down like three or four years ago. You don't really hear that no more. 
Definitely. Just like you don't hear wifey material no more. Because it's just like. Hot girl summer, city boy summer. City boys up, what, 19 points? It's easy. Easy. Easily up 19 points. I don't know, bro. Shit, hot girl summer. Y'all start shooting in y'all own baskets, so this started wilding. <sighs> hot girl summer on some pedophilia. <laughs> hey, man. Say, man. She tried to come back like, hey, if they, if they, if they over 18. Uh, da, 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 da. I, I give her I give her this. I give her this. Because a lot of people don't know this about uh, Brittany Thought, Thought Supreme Renner. You know, she she was she was a Jackson State alumni. She was a two year soccer champ. I mean, she was a a D one athlete. That's why, obviously, when she first jumped on the scene, it was about being fit because she was fit. Um, and I mean that she did get the invite from Deion Sanders to come out there. Uh, I just think that that post was uh, kind of tacky, but. Her personality, she is a troll. She has accepted the role of being a troll now. She likes being the villain. So the overreaction to her post is just typical sensitive society not reading, not not seeing the joke because it it was a joke to an extent. As much as as much as I put her in the same basket as uh, Amber Rose is being annoying as fuck, but you know I can take a joke like that's a. <laughs> And she, and as a woman, she can make that joke. Exactly. A man couldn't make that joke. No. No. And it's crazy because even on the other side of the spectrum, you got this 55-year-old or 41-year-old or 60-year-old dude, whatever, however old that dude is, that uh, married his goddaughter that's 18. And I'm like, <laughs> when you start talking about legality, like I keep trying to tell people, in the in the early 1900s, the 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 legal age of consent was 14. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, 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 slaves. It was legal to own slaves. So, like, what do we do here? Like, how do we figure out what is logically pedophilia? What's 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 morally right? Put that in quotes because people have different morals and what's legal are two different things. And I feel like we've discussed this before. Like you can still get hung in Texas for stealing a horse. Like you can still hang people. Like is that morally right? I mean, we inject people with poison to kill them. Is that morally right? It's legal. Yeah, man, I'm just sitting here, man. If somebody stole my horse, I don't know, man. I don't know, man. You horse, might want to hang them. I might want to hang them, man. Them, them horses are expensive. Remember, I worked at the horse track for a couple of years, and I heard about the maintenance on the horse. If somebody, if somebody steal my pit bull, I might. Your pure bread? Pure bread? Red nose? I don't know, man. I don't know, man. You might have to. You might have to meet. Might have to meet that noose. You see the story about the the kid that tried to steal that car at the gas station. The dude came up on him with that with that fire. Yeah, Chris sent me that. I thought we had this conversation. No, I don't. No, I don't think so. Oh, okay. Yeah, Chris uh, sent me that man, and I I basically told him. Uh, so, what was your opinion on it? I don't want I don't want to steal your thunder. I mean, to me, you lucky you got that guy. Say that again. Because any, I'm not gonna say if it would have been me, because I don't know what I do in that situation. But anybody else, they got that Roscoe on them, and they catch you trying to trying to steal their shit. 
that that might be the day you meet your maker. Nobody's a, no, not too many people gonna think that. Okay, this is a young kid. You know, let me talk to him. Let me try to teach him a lesson. Just some people that might have been your last lesson. He should have been maimed by that bullet. He should have been maimed by that bullet because I think a person, and I can relate to that young man trying to steal that car. I think a, a person like that, they only learn the hard way. You can talk to them as much as you want to, but I personally feel like we in America, especially like in suburbia, whether it's these middle-class white kids, middle-class black kids, it's it's so many of them growing up in a world where they don't really get a chance to get disciplined through like a type of scolding. And I really feel like I'm not pro whoop a kid's ass or anything like that. But at the end of the day, I think it's up to the parent to know that child. And after a while, you could kind of tell like, oh, this little nigga need to be slapped upside the head. That little nigga need to be shot. That mm. little nigga need to be taken off the street. That young white man is a, is a threat to society. You know, put him in, put him in therapy, you know, put him on some type of medicine. Sometimes drastic measures are necessary for these young boys, especially. And I would say the same thing about these young women coming up, because once again, a lot of them don't get a chance to learn a lesson through some type of scolding. And when I say that, that's versus just talking to somebody. That a lot of times is not enough, especially for these young knuckleheads growing up. They're arrogant. They, 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 they're not even over 16. And I was talking to my homegirl the other day and she said somebody had, so two, I think two 16 year olds have stole her car in a, uh, like in the middle of the, like in the middle of the night. And, and I, I, you know, not to put all the business out there, but long story short, I mean, she got the vehicle back. The two, the two 16 year olds were apprehended and that they all, pretty much everybody came to the scene. They treated the 16 year olds like juveniles. But I believe the mom came, and when the mom came, she kind of charged my homegirl up and was defending her sons. You see what I mean? See, there's yeah. a conflict there when you're dealing with, you're already dealing with knuckleheads. Now you're dealing with a mom that is pretty much coddling these kids. It's just so much to it. A lot of people on one side are going to say, well, the root of it is where they, where they father's at. And then the other side is going to be like, well, they grew up in a society where systemic racism and all this. And at the end of the day, some little niggas need to be shot. God damn. Straight up. I'm serious as fuck when I say it. Some 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 people need to some need to people need to realize that that because once again, and it, people probably are oh, well crazy right now saying that. Listen, you go if in Texas, everybody knows. It's an 80% chance if you break inside somebody's home, you are going to be met with that blicky. Most people in Texas protect their homes with a weapon. And a lot of times that weapon of choice is a pistol, a shotgun. Uh, it, it goes beyond a, a basic alarm system. It goes beyond just cameras. These people are trying to protect their homes from criminals that they perceive as violent because you have to be a violent minded criminal to enter my property. <laughs> like you gotta be, you chose violence that day because. And, and you, I would say, I would say that's, that's people across the whole South Southeast 
Straight up. Got got that thing on them. And and I've become a violent criminal because it's got them buggers on my fucking Yeah, I see, you over, I see you, you over there chasing something. You see me here snatching air and shit? Yeah, hey, Louis, Louis the light bug over there. <laughs> <laughs> but but my thing is, you see immediately, I don't know if you watched it or all, you know, immediately when he came up, oh man, I'm sorry, I'm I'm I'm, I'm not. 20 seconds ago, you weren't apologetic. 20 seconds ago, you were you were you were ready to commit grand theft auto. Like, but now that now that you call it, you're apologetic. And it's like now I need to show you some mercy. You weren't showing me no mercy by like not stealing my car, or it's like, let me just get the money out of the ashtray and leave him his vehicle. You're gonna take the whole vehicle. And and back to like I when my car was stolen, I bet some kids did it because you don't steal a car of that value and just put it in a bayou. Like, like you, you chop that down and parts. You hell, you get the catalytic converter. Like, like when my when my wheels were stolen, I bet those were some seasoned some seasoned thieves. Like mm-hmm. they was like, oh, I know how much I can get for these wheels, these wheels and tires. Mm-hmm. You know, these kids. Oh, I got the car. We joyriding. I don't know what to do with it now. Just crash this motherfucker. Just roll this motherfucker into the into the whatever. And I ain't even finished uh, talking about my homegirl story. They they did wreck her car. They told her yeah. damn, she had to total it out. And that's really why we had the conversation. Cause I was like, damn, you got another car? And she's like, oh shit, you know, I didn't tell you they, they stole my car and they 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 totaled it. They chose violence. They did. They took something that belonged to me and destroyed it. Now, now it's up to me to destroy them. As, as, as mean as that sounds, people need to know, people need to understand that naturally human beings fight fire with fire. We've been doing this since the beginning of time. We don't so it's been we, eye for an eye for a long time. It's straight up. We don't innately turn the other cheek. That's just not something that we do. A lot of that is is learned behavior. Like MLK chose that route because that route was very important to establish that we were civil human beings. By choosing not to be violent, by choosing nonviolence, you show discipline and superiority in that instance. A lot of people don't want to accept that, but it's the truth because you're basically saying, I'm not going to stoop down to your level. Because that's what animals do. That's a primal instinct to fight fire with fire. But once again, in the in the in the in the with this scenario being, this dude entered my vehicle at the gas station. He wasn't just trying to steal my iPhone, get money out the ashtray. He was about to take my whole vehicle. Do you understand? Wasn't what it like happen- a BMW or something? It was, I think it was BMW or Benz or something like that. Yeah. Think about the after effect of you stealing my whole vehicle. First of all, what if I was on my way to work? Now I'm late. (laughs) (laughs) Now now I'm late. On top of everything else, now I'm late. (laughs) I got to sit there. And let's just say not only you stole my vehicle, but then I left my phone in the car. So now I got to try to beg somebody to use a phone. Hopefully there's a pay phone still around. Or I got to ask the gas station attendant for a phone. So now. Pay phone? Really? Bruh, in my area, there are still payphones, believe it or not. I'm talking about them mugs, squeaky clean, too. It's kind of weird. Um, but there's so the, the, the aftermath of somebody's car getting stolen, especially in the middle of the day, bro, that, that first 30 minutes could be hell. So once again, think about that, that anxiety and that stress you go through in that moment. I give props to that man. For me, hey man, y'all gotta see Jay over here, dog. This nigga right here, bro. He's this sw- bug is kicking my ass hey. right now, bro. Wow, is it paying rent, bro? It it need to like this. Yeah. Is, I, and I, I I had some bananas, you know, to get completely off track, and they they had aged a little bit, and I was like, all right, they're starting, and so I threw them out. But it's like now I gotta get rid of the fucking bugs. 
Got them fruit flies. Fruit flies annoying, man. Hey, your eyes is everywhere, dog. <laughs> like, God, I can't even concentrate. But long story short, I, I praise that man for being disciplined enough to want to talk to him because he automatically saw a young black brother. He stopped in his tracks and he was like, you know what? I don't want you to become another statistic on my watch. But at the end of the day, that shit ain't that shit not gonna happen again if 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 you break into Mr. Stevenson's car or you know you know old Jimmy old Jimmy James down the street or Billy Bob you, you break into the wrong car they gonna let that thing go. If, if everybody with the burner ain't gonna be so nice with it. <sighs> and you know and he he had it on him. He had, he had it on him. him. And I'm looking like is this Texas? Like, but I feel like it probably was the South. And that's and that's the whole that's why people it bothers me so much that a lot of these young people and a lot of these socialist minded people, especially people that don't live in what I would deem as dangerous areas, because everybody just thinks gun violence is the only violence. Once again, it really isn't the only violence. It's people out here that get stabbed. It's people out here that get their ass beat. It's people out here that 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 you run up on people with baseball bats. You got purse snatching. Purse snatching is violent. That's yep. violent. You know what I'm saying? Somebody could. You might get knocked out. Yeah, somebody come knock your ass out and take your wallet. Like it's not all violence is not gun violence, but a lot of violence can be stopped when somebody knows you got that thing on. Because if I, you know what I'm saying? Because a lot of people chest pop out when they got that thing on. You know they, they, they they looking for violence. You know what I'm saying? Because I didn't almost got into an altercation and that person, you know, lifted up their shirt to let me know I got this pistol on. You ain't finna beat my ass. And I'm like, you goddamn right, you better have that pistol on you. Because I'm gonna <laughs> your ass. And I mean, it's not like that evens the that is the only thing stopping me from beating your ass. It it evens the playing field. And people that don't grow up realizing the different levels of violence that you could come across. They don't understand the importance of having a weapon as extreme as a gun. Now, you can argue the the ammunition level and all this other bullshit, but in all honesty, and I don't even, I don't even want to get deep into banning guns and shit, but I'm just going to say, in all honesty, it still comes down to the mental capacity of the people. You know, it, it's it's always going to come down to that. Like, you, like we talked about it last time. The kid in the school was getting his ass beat by a 15-year-old. I felt like, hey, this dude, it was, he's just getting his ass beat. I guarantee you that dude wouldn't have whooped that kid's ass if he knew he had that thing on. Nah. He wouldn't have fucked with him that day. The but great equalizer. It, 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 it is what it is. You gotta, One, you got to pick your battles. Two, you are, we already said it, man. A lot of places, bullies get bullets. Hey, you know, word to Zebo, <laughs> and, and I think Zebo was a millionaire <laughs> with that thing on him. But see, at a look, millionaire status, you might have to have that thing on you, man. That's might as well put a big target on your back, bro. And it's Knowing that Zebo is in Memphis and will show up after the game and shoot dice on somebody's porch. Man. He probably bought about 10 racks to the dice game, man. Zach motherfucking Randolph. Street legend. Straight up, man. 
And that's that shit that, that annoys me about 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 lists in general. Like, you know, the 75 greatest NBA players of all time list came out. It's like, nigga, you put some you got some people off this list that like was really culturally impacting to the game. But you it wasn't to your culture. Sports fans still don't get it. I've been talking about this with you and JJ, aka Furby, for years. Sports news, sports media, they thrive off the hypotheticals in order to create discourse. Because if not, it's really nothing to talk about. You can't sit there and talk about a top 75 list without some type of argument from somebody. But you you can't talk about a top 75 list and you know for a fact it's dudes on here that have records that hadn't even been that haven't even been broken. Clay Thompson has set records. Dwight Howard was drafted out of high school. And he, he made an immediate impact when he came to the NBA. Like, come like Vince Carter, he's the most legendary dunk contest of all time. It's there's all so many arguments to it. They do that on purpose. It's trolling. What's the t- why all of a sudden you want to do a top 75 list? What because it was a 75 year anniversary or some bullshit? Yep. And oh, we but with this top 75 list, we could create some discourse. We can make them talk. And it's cool. But at the same time, people that are so passionate about it, people that once again like Clay, you see Clay is pretty upset. And that's that's what they want. It fuels them. The sports media has created this this discourse. Players get offended. It's a different level of energy on the court now. That's it's probably necessary. What would, my, what would Michael Jordan do if he wasn't on that list? He dropped sixty every night. He dropped sixty every night. You know why? Eighty-two straight games. Hey, hey. <laughs> For eighty-two games in a row, he would drop sixty points. You know, because he because he's gonna take it personal. Boy, hey. <laughs> like that's that's the you, people talk about he was looking for reasons to take things personal. Hey, now y'all because that didn't make the list got one. What you finna do, Dwight? What you finna do, Clay? You know what I'm saying? Like what y'all gonna do? Some people that can do something, what y'all gonna do? Because I see Vince can't do much, but at the nah, end they like done. T Mac can't do nothing. He's done. Bro, T Mac scored 13 points in 33 seconds. Hey man, that. And, and beat the San Antonio Spurs. Hey, Amen. That alone. And these these are heyday Spurs. This is prime Duncan. Prime. Tony Parker's not on the list. Prime. Say, man. I don't. All right. I don't want to talk about lists. <laughs> I'm telling you, the, it, the list is made to, to create discussions. It is what it is. And really, to me, when you're talking sports, it really shouldn't even be sub- uh it really shouldn't be from a standpoint of uh i guess subjectivity i mean cuz the stats are there the numbers are there just just go by the numbers i mean like what are we doing numbers and, and championship rings just keep it simple and then that's your explanation it shouldn't be opinions what are we having opinions for like it, the numbers are there <laughs> like this dude ain't got no rings he only got one mvp he, he's only had one or two uh, high-scoring seasons. His efficiency is trash. He ain't in the top 50. He might be in top 75, top 100. Like, it's yeah. arguments to be made. Just go by the numbers. And he does have those triple-double numbers. Who? Russell Westbrook. And look at him now. 
What, what, but it, Russell, but, but we, I, we've talked about this too, you know, it's, triple-double isn't what it used to be. It ain't what it used to be, especially when you're you're in a, you're in a guard-driven league when some of the most athletic people in in the NBA are guards and they dominate the ball. They get to do so much. Man, I'm looking at Curry's stats from these first two games. I'm like, how the hell is Curry getting 10-12 rebounds? Curry, man, Curry out here balling right now. I'm like, how is he getting 10-12 rebounds, 8-10 assists? That's not really Curry's game. But guess what? He's dominating the ball so much. Mm-hmm. You know, but sport, at the end of the day, man, these athletes do incredible things. I don't think they should be offended by these things based on the fact that they live in the dreams of a million kids in this country that would love to be in that position. Nigga, you tell my son he ain't on the top 75 list, but he got to play in the NBA, he ain't doing no trip. <laughs> he ain't doing no trip. You know. Hey, Brian Scalabrini got a ring. <sighs> and, a, and a gift buckets to anybody at, the, at your local pickup game. Man, look, it's a lot of people that's going that's gonna to walk away from from this uh beautiful this beautiful planet, and they're not going to be able to say that they played professional sports, and they loved it, you know? Yeah. You know, it is what it is, man. But a lot of this shit just distractions, man. Distractions, distractions. But I, 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 one thing I was gonna say about Russell Westbrook, man. He, I know he gets it going after a few games. He's kind of like Derrick Henry. Like Derrick Henry, when he first started, bro, Derrick Henry was trash in the first five or six uh, games of the season. Boy, that boy turned up towards the end of the season every year. Now, that boy's something serious. But even even you're on a team with LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Dwight Howard, Carmelo Rondo. Anthony, Rajon Rondo. Why do I need to get it going early? Don't you don't man? <laughs> Why do I need to have this on all season? Mm-hmm. What, I'm not I'm not dragging the Washington Wizards anymore. Mm-mm. I don't need to have this on all season. Mm-mm. He gonna be all right, man. He gonna be all oh, right yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah, man. I, I just, in all in all honesty, man. Just sitting back and, like I said, just thinking about discourse, man. Just thinking about people having these these conversations. And I'm like, it baffles me how it almost feels like people go into shit with cotton balls in their ear. Because, like, I see, this, I see this whole Chappelle situation, which I really thought it would blow over after about a week or two. I thought it was probably going to last as long as the Squid Game buzz, which is still going. But, um... I'm like, come on, man. Like, you got to be a certain level of mentally ill to not understand that this man don't hate (laughs) y'all. Like, (laughs) yeah, I mean, how come everybody is able to be made fun of, but you're not? I mean, he talked about white people. Man, Richard Pryor has been talking about white people since the 60s and 70s. And I got to give white people their credit for being able to sit there, buy his tickets, and be the butt of his jokes. That takes... you got to be pretty, you know, it's not a lot of, I guess you don't have pride, I guess, or you're not, you're not too embarrassed. Like she just, he's literally calling y'all crackers every, every minute y'all buying his tickets. Y'all made this man big, but at the end of the day, you kind of look at it like them. These people could take a joke. I respect it, that. It's the essence of comedy. Anybody like Richard Pryor, Chris Rock, Burning Man, D.L. Hughley, Cedric the Entertainer, Go back to Def Comedy Jam when Lil Duval would do stand up. It's like essence of comedy. I'm gonna come out here. I'm gonna make fun of everybody. All of y'all can get it: black, white, Hispanic, Asian, whoever's out there. You know, you remember those old comics that just come up there and they would just do a whole set 
picking out people in the in the crowd and just running jokes on them. Patrice, man, Patrice, man, Patrice, Patrice. I would never go to a Patrice O'Neill show. <laughs> Scared. I have been terrified. He be like, man, look at this black ass nigga, man. Like, just, just go in. Like, bro, I didn't do nothing to you, dog. But, but you're going to laugh because it's going to be funny and you're I'm not going to take it personal. No. We're to the point where everything is personal. And I sat there and I watched the whole Chappelle thing. And I, and like two or three days later, I started hearing, you know, people from the trans community weren't supporting it. And I was like, did they watch the whole thing? They couldn't have. Because when you get to the end and he's telling the story about Daphne, the trans person that opened for him, and that was his friend that committed ended up committing committing suicide, it's like, did you did you not get to this part? They some of them did. They blamed their death on him. They said that was his fault she died. But and and it's weird because that person being trans understood that this is what the job is. Comedy is poking fun of yourself, of other people, of situations. Even even as much as I don't think um, what's his name Eric Andre is funny and and just like stupid like the jackass guys he gets up there and he pokes fun at himself mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like he, you don't sit there and poke fun at yourself and be like damn I went too hard on myself last night should I even still be around? There's a lot of person that can't. It says a lot about a person that can't laugh at themselves. If you can't, if you don't, if you don't see how utterly ridiculous it is to be born a woman or a man and to be walking around dressed as the other gender. Like if you don't see the comedy in that, then you ain't, you, 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 you're clearly living in, in a dream world. I'm sorry. There is some fun. There is some hilarity. There's that. When I see Kate, Caitlyn Jenner, I still chuckle to this day. I'll be like, like that. That, that nigga's De La Hoya, um, Marv Albert. Like here are, here are prominent people who, who've been caught dressing as women. And that shit's funny. funny. That shit funny, bro. I don't care what nobody says. I like, bro. Listen, that shit is funny when these women are dressed like dudes and y'all trying to wear men clothes, but you got breasts. Like, you, you got your chest out, but you, you got titties. Like, that shit is funny. It, it, it is. It's something that, no matter what they say, it will always be eyebrow-raising to somebody that grew up, especially, like, in the 20th century. If you're raised in the 21st century, it may not bother you as much. Like, my son probably sees stuff like that. Well, He's a little different because he be calling that shit out sometimes. That shit weird to him. But when you have them like try to go too far, we grew up around tomboys. But they—that's yeah. the point. Like they were tomboys, and we we still see the, saw them as women, but we saw them as women that were kind of going over the gender line. They were they were they were attempting to push the envelope, but it's still recognized. It's and it's not criticized. It's just recognized. We're not about and to see here. Grew, when we grew up and they turned out to be gay, it's like, okay, yeah, we've known this the whole time. Yeah, it, it basically, and it, it and when it's all said and done, we we recognize it, we 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 see it, and it's more along the lines of because I was thinking about this the other day. It's like I see that you're gay, I see that you're trans, I see that you want your sexuality to be on Front Street. I see, you want it to be this big deal. But at the end of the day, I think there's anger in the fact that we really don't care. We really no, don't. Nobody cares that I'm a straight man. Nobody. Nobody cares. I don't have to have rallies. I don't have to have days and parades and everything to be a straight man. 
you don't have to have these things to be trans. Like, yeah, it's good that you stand up for yourself and in and, and, and areas where, you know, people are afraid to come out and be trans. Hey, cool. Set an example. But nobody cares. No, nobody really cares. It's especially, especially no, no, in the if, country. If, especially if you're being true to yourself, nobody cares. That's hey, you come important. up, you come up hitting on me. I need to know if you were born a woman or you, you decided to become a woman two two years ago. I need to know that because that that affects me. And and that and that's not a bad thing. That's like somebody coming up is like if I said, Oh, I don't date white women, I can visibly see that you're a white woman, unless you're racial dolazel, and that's another case. But I can see that and I can shut that down. Sorry, I don't date white women, you know, whatever, what have you. But if you come up to me and I can't tell if you've been a woman your whole life or you decided to become a woman however long ago and I can't tell, you need to make that clear. Because now your life is in danger if I figure this out later. I honestly think that's the danger with social media and sliding in chicks DMs because I think it's so easy to to be a fraud via the Internet. I think it's personally easy to tell a trans person in, in person. I, you spot them from a mile away in person. I, me, me personally, and and even when I'm wrong, I'm still fine. I'm good being wrong because I still assumed it. I'm like, man, that's 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 a dude. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I feel that nowadays it's very important to have those lenses on if that's important to you. And personally, I'm a person that's never believed love is love. You're not gonna catch me with that catchphrase. You can burn in hell with that one. Love is not love. <laughs> Fuck out of here. Like, no, no, because we already know. Who, who was loved conditionally and unconditionally. And I don't need to get into that. You know what I'm saying? I like what I like. Wait, is that another story? And you're not being a storyteller? I, I refuse. <laughs> <laughs> I refuse. But, but I like what I like. I, you know, and I'm sitting here. If I'm sitting here say, telling somebody, hey, I only want to deal with biological, a biological female, a biological woman, whatever doesn't offend you fuckers. That's my right. That's my choice. And and that should be respected just as much as my privacy should be respected. But I've been saying this for a while now. Society in the Western world, they're they're attempting to try to trivialize privacy for their own benefit. It's like, hold on. You don't need to worry about if I used to be a biological man. But then you want to know if I'm vaccinated. You know I'm gonna go to that, Jay. That's a problem to me, man. I was gonna, I was gonna go to you know women who have preferences for men that's over six feet tall. I think it's dumb, but if that's your preference, you have that right. Man, uh, I know plenty of black women that have come out straight. I've heard it on podcasts. Oh, I don't, I don't like white men. They little pink dinglings, and I've heard prominent black female-driven podcasts outwardly say that if a white dude came on his podcast, which I'm sure they have. And he had a problem. If Joe Rogan came out and said, man, you know what? You know, I don't like black women. I don't like the hair. They, they, that shit nappy and blah, blah, blah. I don't want to see that. He would be burned at the state. Uproar. That's just, and, and that's the thing. That's, that's, we all know double, double standards are on both sides. They bother everybody. But nowadays, it's getting out of hand. And it's like, bruh, y'all wild. And like I said, everybody up in arms. When George Floyd and George Floyd, he 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 gets apprehended by police and they try to trivialize it, saying, well, you know, not necessarily trivialize it. They try to hyperbolize it, in my opinion, by saying that he was killed by a cop and the way he was killed. But I'm like, first of all, low key, this is another day in the hood. This shit happens all the time, you know. 
So when y'all pick and choose when y'all want to be in enraged, that bothers me. When three black brother, three black brother brothers that have put themselves on the line get killed in Harris County, and you don't hear shit from nobody, that shit bothers me. And I'm a I'm a dude. I tell you straight up, I don't even like cops. It's I'm be honest with you, I don't like cops. But I don't ever want to see somebody that's that's working a, that's working their jobs be killed simply because they have that occupation. That's unfair. Did I, did I tell you about the last time I got pulled over by the cops? No, nah, man. What happened? I didn't even get pulled over by the cop. I'm in the passenger seat, right? Pull over oh, the yeah, driver. I pull over the driver. Oh, you know, you were going, you were, you know, you're, you're, the light of your license plate is out. And you, you seem to be going a little fast. I didn't clock you, but you seem to be going a little fast. Mind you, we weren't on the side of the road. We pulled into a parking lot. Come, he came on my side of the car, which was weird to start off with. There wasn't any tent on the windows. Came to my side of the car. So he's talking to the driver across me, you know, get get, get their dri driver's license, insurance, stuff like that. Then he goes, sir, do you have a driver's license? Nigga, I'm not driving. I'm sitting here chilling. <laughs> Nigga, I'm not driving. What, 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 what you need my ID for? You just riding while black now. That's what I'm just riding while black now. Maybe you smell like money. Here, 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 here's my ID. Oh, just and, and, I, and it has my parents' ID. It has my parents' address on it. So it's like, oh, you live in the area? Yeah, I do. Like, <laughs> why do you need my ID? You gonna check me and see if I got warrants? You have no probable cause to check me. Hey, man, they, they, police will always test you. I, I I don't know if you saw that uh, urge to kill post that I had put on Snapchat. And um, I'm pretty sure a lot of people ignored it, but it, it, it's still a crazy ass occurrence that happened in Bend, Oregon, where this ex cop, he basically had the urge to kill. And he, he ended up he ended up killing and raping this girl, long story short. And the reason to me this case was wild was because as it started to unfold, it was a point in it where he was kind of talking to his ex-wife and like he was talking about how the police be on some fuck shit. And he was like, they don't know that I know the law. I'm like, yeah, you was an ex-police officer. Like, they trying to play me with tactics that I used to use. And mm -hmm. it's like, it's crazy because, like, that's what they do. They always, it's always a matter of, I'm going to see if this motherfucker know the law. And then when he realized you do know the law, what the first thing they going to do? They going to, oh, you acting up. You being belligerent. It's, that's why the best course of action nowadays when dealing with some funk-ass police officers is to record. Because yeah. they're public officials, you can record them. That's really all. That's your really own. That's really your only defense. And to me, honestly, with all these CCTVs that's around the fucking country these days, I'm recording what the fuck I want to record because we already getting recorded anyway. You Any know, damn way. It is what it is. I mean, shit. Nine times out of ten, if I ain't recording you, the story that we in recording you anyway. So what you get mad at me for? I'm not yeah. saying it just go around recording people, but if it's a, if it means protecting myself, you getting recorded. Yeah. Straight I'm up. And 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 look, I hope you got your body camera on because I'm recording this for the both of us. I, I'm making sure that don't nothing happen to me. Make sure don't nothing happen to you. And, and and even with the body cameras, man, I know people that go through this shit all the time. It still always comes down to people that can't afford attorneys. 
Mm-hmm. So you can have all the evidence on your side that you want. But once the shit starts unraveling and you start to have to like pay these these law fees, these legal fees, that's when they get you. Because now it becomes a test of patience and resources. Like, like let's see how long this dude can last by, with fighting us. That's why a lot of people end up playing out because they don't got the resources to 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 sit here and fight with fight with the county or fight with the state. It's like, let's man, I give up. Let's see how deep these pockets are. Yeah, I, just, I give up. And that's fucked up, man. But that's the best. That's, that's what they do. That's that's why when it's the government against you, it's so it's very hard to win. That's why I'm like, I'm, I'd be tripped out at people that be like tripped that 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 are against capitalism to an extent. Because I'm like, bro, in this country, I'm trying to get all the money I could get just in case some fuck shit go down. Because if you, you ain't got no bread, <laughs> bro. I know I'm telling I know people going through legal situations right now and they're and they're they, right now I know deep down in their heart they're like oh, how I'm gonna fight this shit I ain't got the money for this shit I'm either living paycheck to paycheck or I'm living in a situation where I've never thought about budgeting loft legal fees I'm not a you know you know who considers legal fees musicians professional musicians athletes pro athletes like rich people literally have what they call retainers Lawyers yeah. or retainer, that's necessary for them. That's a your ordinary your now. ordinary citizen ain't got that shit. Nah, we ain't got that type of money. It'd be nice to have that type of money, but at the same time, it's like, bro, why I gotta do that in the country I was born in? Why? 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 That's ridiculous. But that's how they make their money, man. And I was thinking about something else, not to jump be a jumping bean on these topics. Even thinking about these labor shortages, man, because my mama actually brought this to my attention. Well, actually, I saw something dumb. (laughs) Let me go there. I saw something dumb. And somebody tried to blame the shortages on the 700,000 COVID deaths that happened globally. What? (sighs) And I'm... (sighs) I saw that shit, and I'm like, so you mean to tell me that you believe 700,000 people, which damn near 70% of that 700,000 was motherfuckers that was over the age of 75 that probably wasn't even working anyway. (laughs) Like, you mean to tell me that you think that that small fraction of 7 billion has truly impacted the labor force. You really believe that when in a typical non-quote-unquote pandemic year, you get people dying from the flu or starvation in those numbers, why the labor shortage was never a problem then? Why was there never a labor shortage then? But then my mama brought it to my attention. She was like, what happened probably was a lot of these people that got these PPP loans that did get the PPP loans to start their own businesses, they've removed themselves from the work the workforce now because there's a lot of people out there that's trying to become independent contractors and work for themselves. A lot of people got all this free money, quote unquote free money, and they really are trying to do something with it. They have no reason to work for somebody else, especially when they realize working for somebody else can just get them laid off at any time. So yeah. now that I'm, I got this 20K, this 50K shit, I can open my own liquor store. I could open my own my own uh food truck. You know what I'm I've saying? Had the, I've had the time to dedicate to research of how, of how I get my own shit off. And then, boom, somebody provided me with financing. Exactly. So 
I, and I don't know why I never thought of it. I was like, oh, that makes sense. I'm like, that's why motherfuckers ain't going back to work. It ain't even unemployment, so to speak. It's people have the finances and the time to pretty much go on their own ventures. I ain't saying all of them did that, but a lot of them have. A, a lot of them have enough have to the point of where they have no reason to go back to, to the labor force, so to speak. You know, some of these people that got these PPP loans, you know, they probably started companies and they've been able to, you know, hire people. And it's it's probably just they're, they're probably small. I can only imagine how many small businesses are about to kind of blow up in the next five or 10 years if it's done right. It's probably not going to be a lot, but, you know, quite a few of them are probably going to spur up. I've seen a lot of people, you know, with up, up and coming clothing companies popping up, hat companies. A lot more people are are investing in art. A lot more people are investing. You know what I'm saying? How, how many people you think probably got 10K and threw, threw that on Doge, threw that on Dogecoin or threw it in Bitcoin and came up? Once again, I don't got to work. Self-talk. And, 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 and again, numbers are going to number. On average, 160,000 people die per day. So we take 700,000. Is that the number you used? Yeah, 700,000 over a span of 18 months. Every, I, I, I just made it a smooth two years. 700,000 uh-huh. over a smooth two years. That's an extra 950 people a day. That, that ain't that... <laughs> That's not nothing that's gonna really affect that's, the labor market. That's 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 not moving moving the meter. No, no. It's 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 literally what's been being said for almost a year now. People don't have the incentive to go back to work when you fronted them money. You fronted them money. It was people, once again, it was people that was getting so much they was getting more money than they were making when they had a job. So once again, that same person that was making two thousand dollars a yeah, Louis Lightbug came back, y'all. Louis <laughs> that same person that's making his same $3,000 a month and doesn't have to work. I mean, who knows what he did with that $3,000? Probably, probably done bought some fentanyl. Probably done... Probably, <laughs> you know, probably, probably done invested in Dogecoin. Probably, you know, who, who knows, man? It's a lot Baltimore of shit. Pyrex. Hey, hey you, what you said if you went to uh, dinner with Jay-Z, what are you going to tell you? <laughs> hey, whip it, dog. Whip it. Whip it. Whip it, baby. <laughs> Just, you, got the, you got the resources now. You got you got front of 20K. What you going to do? What you going to invest in? I mean, it's, it's, it's so hard. For, for black people in America, it was so hard to go get a, a business loan in general. In the past year, they was giving out business loans like motherfuckers give was giving out, you know, milk and milk in the fifties, just leaving them at your door for for a penny for a penny on the gallon. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Come now get this getting, shit. You say what? Just saying, come get this shit. Just, just come right get here. This shit. Now at the end of the day, if you choose to do some stupid shit with it, that's on you. You're gonna end up in jail. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you're gonna end up in jail and uh. Or you'll just simply be in debt. And a lot of people, I, I, I think that a nice amount of people have chosen, hey, I'm, I'm, I'd, I'm, I'd rather be in debt than work for the man again. And people are investing in themselves more now. There's so many people that are really tired of working for the quote unquote man. Mm-hmm. I, I don't blame them. Why? I don't blame I mean, I mean no, knowing knowing that your income is going to be ba- based off your own motivation, you, hey. you you sink or swim. Hey, 
what, what we had said, we was looking at how much it cost to buy a Waffle House, right? In some in some states or some cities, it was a little cheaper to buy a Waffle House franchise. I mean, it, it was some people that got a nice amount of nice nice PPP loan. You never know, they probably invested in that. It's 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 so much shit that could have went down with them with that money, man. And we we make fun of these people that was basically stealing this money, but at the same time, it's probably. Probably a good 20, 25% of those people that probably did do something smart with it. Like I said, that's that's the reason for us being where we are. And you put you put together, you know, two, three people who got that uh, same loan. Yeah, yeah. But um, you know, I just I felt I felt that that was important to address, man. But you know, t- today's episode is not gonna be as long as we would like it to be. But before we end off, I I do wanna, you know, venture off into a topic that I know Javito is passionate about, and it's really these celebrity couples that y'all be gassing. Gas. Stop it. Stop worshiping these celebrity couples that last two or three years, and when they break up, y'all don't be having nothing to say. (laughs) Shit all cute in the beginning. (laughs) Good Lord. So I'm going to let you take the floor, young Javito. Look, and I'm, I'm, I'll be very direct about this. Like I said, we're going to, um, in one of my country terms, we're going to cut the tail off this and call it short. Um, I see the post. It's Courtney Kardashian, Travis Barker. Congratulations on their engagement. It mm-hmm. says, Travis did in 11 months what Scott couldn't do in 11 years. Ladies, keep in mind, time means nothing. We know that's a lie. Look, y'all act like Courtney was just there, such a victim because she was on a TV show that was built around her and her sisters for 20 years with a guy who really had to, had to sign up for that shit by force almost. If his wife and his children were going to be on that show, he basically had to be on that show too. And here's some free income. I'm not going to say he was forced because, again, there's always a choice, but pretty much he didn't sign up to be in the limelight. Kim Kardashian made a sex tape. She got hot. Robert, well, Robert Kardashian was OJ's lawyer. He made the news. Kim Kardashian made a sex tape. She got hot. There's like, oh, this is a whole family of, you know, personalities. We're going to put them on a show. You bring in people like Scott Disick. You bring in people like the brother Rob who just aren't accustomed to those fame levels as opposed to Chloe, who was dating Lamar Odom, Kim, who dated everybody. Her mom, who goes and, and gets with Bruce Jenner, who at the, at the time was Bruce Jenner, was an Olympic athlete on the box of Wheaties, was a celebrity in his own right. Mm-hmm. And you sit there and you see something that's built around a group of people and this guy is villainized. Now, am I standing up for Scott? Nope, because I don't know him just as much as y'all don't know motherfucking Courtney. But what I am saying is you let the media put shit out there like that and say, oh, he did Oh, in 11 months. He knew that she was the one, you know, it was one. What, how's it go? One man's what one man's I don't know is another man's I've waited on you for this long time. It always seems to work in a woman's favor when we're talking about these cliche things. But you also got to take into accountability and realize, and I was talking to Greg about this on Facebook, apparently every single woman in every single relationship that's ever ended wrongly has been 1,000% the victim. 
They have never done anything wrong. They have never said, yeah, I could have done X, Y, and Z better. I could have been more nurturing. I could have been more caring. I could have really evaluated his feelings. I couldn't have, I could have not weaponized his feelings against him. I could have done anything. That doesn't happen because as Willie F would say, women are sugar and spice and everything nice and y'all do no wrong. And it's always the men who need to get their shit together, who need to get their act together, that need to grow up, that need to do more because men are looked at as trash. And Willie Riffins this earlier and didn't say it. The only things that get loved unconditionally are children and animals. Children and animals. Children and animals. That's a it. man has to be above bar and above reproach 24-7, 365. He got to be strong out there in public. He got to be looking at you and only you, but then you want him to come home and you want him to be the soft, cuddly bear to you and be so sweet and so romantic and everything. And I'm just here to tell you that it don't go that way. So, yeah, Travis Barker in 11 months decided, shit, I'm 45. She 42. We both old as fuck. I don't want no more kids. <laughs> she don't want no more kids. I guess, you know, we on the same page. Depending on what Scott wanted, Scott might have wanted more kids. That she couldn't give him. I seen a video earlier this week. A woman left the man because she wanted kids and he couldn't give her kids. So I don't blame either one of them. But the thing is, y'all got to stop letting the media tell you what's right and what's wrong. You got to stop letting the media tell you how you need to treat a man and how you need to treat a woman. Because everybody's not the same. If I was in church, I would say, I know it's three people out there that could say amen right now. But since I'm not in church, but I do got my pastor tone on me, I'm going to let you know that no matter what Travis and Courtney got going on, it ain't got nothing to do with your broke ass. <laughs> hey. I'm done. I ain't fall. I got nothing to say after that. As With always, a like a we a say, Steve, remember, rate and review us. Please leave a review. Shout out, shout out to, to the boy um Hair Bear who left this review. If I can fucking find it. You know when people say a good podcast is like listening to your friends talk. That's this podcast. I love the conversations and how real things are. Doesn't hurt these guys are hilarious too. Shout out to my boy Hair Bear. I love it, man. And, and for all y'all listening out there, make sure that y'all go look at that last post that's on that's on the IG page because it's, it's it's gonna be there. But when this releases, it's gonna be the last post that's put up before this episode, and you're gonna see <laughs> you're gonna see the Reddit post. And y'all need don't ignore it. Don't try to mute it. <laughs> it's there. Go look at it. Because a lot of y'all need to see that, men and women. A lot of y'all need to see that post. Women. It's very important. I ain't talking about the I ain't talking about the the, the the Simpson post. You know what post I'm talking about. Go <laughs> look at it. Go go look at it. Go think about it. Look at some of the comments on there. You know, the shit is necessary, man. I'm telling you, it, it, it might do you some good. And um, with that being said. This has been the No Boundaries Podcast. Thank you for listening. But, ever since the dawn of civilization, people have craved for an understanding of the underlying order of the world. There ought to be something very special about the boundary conditions of the universe. And what can be more special than that there is no boundary?